Te presentamos a Alex. Ella acaba de descubrir el centro de visión de Walmart. Ahora hago mis diligencias en un solo lugar. ¿Compras? ¿Lentes? Walmart. ¿Decoraciones? Walmart. Y lo mejor es que aceptan la mayoría de seguros, así que ahorro tiempo y dinero. Bienvenido a un cuidado de visión más fácil. Bienvenido a tu Walmart. Se aplican restricciones. Visita walmart.com para más detalles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Marie. Hey, Simon. Do you think why we, we do th- Why are we whispering? Well, because of, because of this, I'm, I'm holding baby Eric. Oh, oh he's holding th- a baby. <laughs> do, you th- do you think we can <laughs> do the episode like this? <laughs> Dear listener, is this going to be okay? <laughs> I hope you don't mind. This is our whisper episode. For the love of sports. <laughs> Simon, I have a, a question since I obviously as a new dad, you have a ton of free time. I'm oh, sure yeah. you're just lo- you're lounging about just so much fiddling your fingers, not sure what you want to do. What have you been watching lately? What's on the old what's on the old tube, the old television? When we get a chance to watch TV, the missus and I will uh, we turn on Ted Lasso. I mean, we could we could really have our own critique and Ted Lasso reaction. Pod? Yeah, for sure. Like maybe that could be fun. That could be really um, fun. In the, in the lens of youth sports, I think it's just that infectious enthusiasm and just this steadfast attitude of doing the right thing. It's yeah. just refreshing. Yeah. Always wanting the best for your players. I mean, we hear it constantly with all of our all the guests we've had on when we talk about, you know, really what are the main things to focus on when you're uh, when you're coaching or when you're wanting to enhance the youth sport experience. The big thing is remembering the athlete first, always. And I think when it comes to Ted Lasso, watching the character arcs and how they're mm-hmm. impacted by Ted Lasso is the most refreshing thing. And it's so cool to watch that continuity where we see Jamie. Uh, by the way, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched <laughs> oh, it yeah. yet. We're going we're gonna to really dive deep into Spoil some spoilers everything. real quick. Spoilers. Uh, but uh, go, seeing Jamie go from this incredibly selfish player mm-hmm. to then becoming, you know, this making the extra pass and becoming more and more selfless and more aware of how his selfishness is impacting. And it's all from Ted. It's all from Ted, like his continued like coaching and I mean, fatherhood, you know, role, I guess, in his, in his, in Jamie's life. And then ultimately to see him now as this center attacking mid, who is really just the key to the entire offense running through him, through running through him. me, yeah. play through, through me. me. Not, not I mean, there me. are times <laughs> I will say as a side note to that, I have to turn on like the captioning sometimes. His accent is so gosh darn thick that sometimes I'm what is he even saying? But I, I'm in, I'm on, I'm for it. I think the thing I like the most about Ted Lasso is I mean, there's a lot of things I like about Ted Lasso as in the show as well as the character, but I think it's also really good. I think in any like TV show, they use TV or entertainment to talk about uh, you know, like really important things that are happening in life. And I think with Ted Lasso, it's doing the same thing, but it's showing how through sport, you can have all of these really, you know, big life conversations and like things that are happening. Uh, Spoilers, like one of the players coming out or 
Ted dealing with his anxiety and depression are all kind of big topics that they're hitting on, but they do it through sport. And I think that's just such a cool way to show that, you know, in youth sports that can happen as well. I agree. Like it it goes back to that. Just don't forget about the athlete because when you do, you lose, you lose out on, you know, the key components of what makes that person them. And then they, Mm -hmm. you know, they may not actually be their authentic best athletic self on the Yeah. It's, in the last episode, another spoiler. Yeah. So just pop ahead if you don't want to hear about the spoiler. <laughs> but Colin, he right had this huge secret he was keeping from everyone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he was able to share that with his entire team, he it showed through his performance on the field, he had his best game ever. Yeah. Because when you can be your true authentic self outside of your sport or outside of your day job or outside of whatever you, you know, you're doing in life, if you can actually be who you were supposed to be. Yeah. authentically, then you're going to be able to do and achieve at your highest level. So, yeah. Let's give a real world example, though, where yeah. Jason Tatum, game seven mm. against the Sixers, he wasn't himself. And he said this himself. He was tight. He was in his head in game yeah. six and scored, you know, I think, what, five points. And then game seven puts up 51 because he <laughs> felt like himself. He felt he could be himself. He felt he could actually yeah. like play and that was unlocked and it's it's a shout out to him as a professional athlete to recognize that to put a bow on all this ted lasso talk it's a full circle moment for us on for the love of sport because our very first episode we had adam pribble on uh as we deemed the minnesotan ted lasso so go back listen to that yeah it's kind of a full circle moment ted lasso has been with us uh, on our whole journey which is which is kind of fun and uh, I know I certainly tune in every week to watch new episodes, but I think uh, with that, we are going to bring on our guest. So this is our final episode from the United Soccer Coaches Convention, where we sat down with Andy Wagstaff of Liverpool Academy. He coaches uh, out of Michigan. They have multiple academies in the U.S. that are tied to the Liverpool kind of team out of out of the Premier League, which is a really cool story as well. So we hear from him uh, live from the United Soccer Coaches Convention, get to sit down, talk with him about his organization and all the great stuff that are, that's going on there. So with that, we will hand you over to our interview with Andy Wagstaff. All right. Welcome, everybody, to uh, yet another installment right here uh, live at the United uh, Soccer Coaches Convention. We have Andy Wagstaff, who is president and owner of the International Academy Michigan with Liverpool Football Club. There's so many questions I have just immediately. But first and foremost, <laughs> welcome to the For the Love of Sport podcast. Appreciate it. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. So, I mean, we know what international academies are. Uh, would you mind explaining <laughs> yeah. the affiliation with Liverpool Football Club and sort of the why and the, and the reasoning behind? Yeah, it's a bit of a unique model. Um, so essentially, in America, as you know, you've got um, travel soccer programs throughout the country. And um, around the world, uh, there are more bricks and mortar international academies at different parts of the world, like India yeah. and South Korea and different places. Uh, so Liverpool work directly with those academies around the world, but they wanted to get into America. Mm. But the model in America is drastically different. There isn't yes. necessarily, there's not too many resident residencies around. Uh, so they partnered with soccer clubs that were already existing in the US. I was very fortunate that um, 15, 20 years ago, I spent four or five years at Liverpool Academy in Kirby, England. So I got to know a lot of people. So when an opportunity arose in 2016 
for us to essentially rebrand, I reached out to Liverpool and that's how we connected the dots. The, the, the success that we've had has been based around, again, something a little bit different than the normal youth soccer model in America. Our international academy is really about a player pathway, a, a yeah, player-centered development pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, no different than when you send your kids to school, they go through the grades. Yep. Um, I was seeing that in youth soccer in America, there was it was passed from one coach to the next coach to the next coach. Mm-hmm. But what were you really teaching? Mm-hmm. It was really down to that coach. Yeah. We're now, we're very fortunate that we have a curriculum that we work through. So if I can't make a training session, Anyone the next can. coach comes in and delivers what was meant to be delivered as part of the curriculum. Um, so now essentially our players do actually move through grades within our club. So it's been a very um, successful for us. And that's what the International Academy is for Liverpool, Michigan. That's amazing. That's that's awesome. We've actually had a few other conversations uh, today about this idea of like a a player pathway and being super player centric. And and the idea when you kind of say it out loud of, oh, we should like be focusing on the player at the end of the day. I think one of our other guests said like a team, a team doesn't make the next level. A player makes the next level. And what are we doing to make sure that we're giving that player what they need to continue to grow at the level they want to grow at? And like you just said it so eloquently, so we don't need to beat a dead horse, (laughs) but... But I do, but I think there's a drastic change in the mentality of the modern day parent. It is. With uh, 20 years ago, when I talked about development and not about winning at seven, eight, nine, ten, to families, some of them, it's about winning. Like you've got to win. Yeah. And it is obviously we all want to win. Yeah. Right. But if I'm, I am a parent. Mm -hmm. I want to see my daughter and my son develop in the game, not just on the field but with the life skills that they gain. So that's where we realized that that's where, where we fit in the industry. Yeah. And that's why Liverpool for us was a perfect model. So talk about, like you said, you have this curriculum that's sort of uh, very fine-tuned. Um, can you speak to just uh, maybe the, the time and development it takes to kind of put this together? Do you have like ongoing training sessions for your coaches? Do you, you know, do you have like specific like ages where you introduce certain topics and is it all sports-based or do you have like other things that are also like helpful for just their own, like their mental health or, or other aspects just to encourage growth just in general, not even from a soccer perspective? 100% it's about growth of the individual and obviously teams and coaches. Uh, we have an, an amazing resource. We call it the Boot Room Resource <laughs> and it's directly linked to Liverpool Football Club and it, it's content that has come from the first team the youth oh, wow. academy. And so yeah, it's more than just the on-field. Um, the on-field is a developmental pathway of, let's say, the technical, tactical side of the game, the physiological side of the game, which we give the kids all the help in the world. But then there's obviously the psychosocial piece sure. that is extremely important. And we've got lots of resources. Um, the way we get it done, the way we deliver, the way we train um, is very complex. Um, but essentially, our leaders in our club get together in each department. So for example, the coaching piece, will be led by our, our director of coaching, Kevin Garner, yeah. and he will bring in all the leaders of the different locations and he'll do the on-field stuff, right? And then we've got other members of our staff, um, Karen Parker, who's our, our director of administration, and she'll handle to make sure that the off-field stuff is delivered effectively yeah. to make sure the whole experience for the family is solid. It's, it's organized yeah. and it's, it's about the kid, but it's also about the family feeling confident that they're in a good, yeah. a, good uh, a good squad. A, I, a squad. I, don't, I don't even have a kid in your program. Right. And I can tell you right now, I feel very rest assured yeah. that if I did, they, yeah. they are yeah. in great hands for sure. The, yeah. That's, well, yeah. I, I believe we are. Yeah. And that's so important. You mentioned like you have so many different layers of your organization that at the end of the day are all working towards delivering that. And I think, you know, we talked about it a little briefly before this, but in it's really showing you guys have seen a ton of growth. And yeah. I know you mentioned um, you're in Michigan and you can talk to all the other various places you guys are and where you're hoping to expand and um, maybe just touch 
on the growth and then with growth, what are you doing to then sustain that and continue to build and continue to deliver this awesome uh, experience and pathway that you've created, uh, but continue to do that at a larger scale? Yeah, it's um, it's been great growth since we became Liverpool. We were originally a club called Force Football Club. Okay. okay. And we had 400 kids and I had the same people that are with me, were with me then as still with me now as a staff. Wow. And we went from 400 kids to 2,000 just on travel alone, uh, one location to six. Um, and we've just been given it's the opportunity. It's a little bit of growth. It's yeah, a little just bit of growth. Like, it's 500%. It's 500% yeah. finally. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, and no one's keeping score. <laughs> so we obviously, we're, you know, we're high achievers and we, we intend to continue that growth. But um, it's so important that we don't lose our identity. And at the end yeah. of the day, you know, we, we, get, we do surveys with our families and I strive for 90%, you know, um, thumbs up. I mean, minimum, right? Yeah, and right. unfortunately, we're, we're getting there right now. And for me, it's more than just what we do on the field. It's the whole experience. So, um, you know, a big a big element of growth is we've grown so quick in six years that I have to be careful now as much as I'm still continuing to want to grow as an organization. Uh, we've got to make sure everything is in order so that every single person in our club comes away with the same positive experience. And that's crucial to me. But the end game at the end of the day is to make sure every single player in our organization gets the life skills that we that we want to instill in them. Because at the end of the day, how many how many players really go on and make right. it profession, to yeah. a professional level? We know that the percentage of players that go through travel soccer don't always end up at the collegiate level. Yeah. So I can relate to my kids. I just want my kids being around good role models with a with a club that's got an identity and a philosophy. Yeah. So that by the time they're 18, 19, They've got this, the life skills of working with a team, problem solving with a team. And it's not just about the individual, it's about the collective as well. So, yeah, so that's great. And I know you just obviously said you have a, a few kids at home yeah. and you're a, yeah. a full on uh, sport parent as yeah. well. Is it, they sound like they're a bit older. So you've kind of been through the, mm -hmm. the youth sport gambit. Are they soccer players? Are they yeah. other sports? What's been the experience for you uh, raising yeah. kids and them playing sports yeah. and that yeah. whole, that yeah. whole, how much of you is just, just like not trying to, be, I need you. Right. Play soccer. <laughs> it's genuinely like my kids are quite young it is genuinely about um what they want to do yeah however i gave them choices of doing something so in other words it's hey you're either going to do to so my daughter Charles, if she's eight are you going to do volleyball are you going to do softball are you going to do soccer like yeah. pick something yeah and you're going to do a team sport and, and you're going to do an individual sport that's awesome yeah. so, so happens that i'm an avid golfer <laughs> Oh, so I am a I'm a diehard golfer. I have a golf simulator in my garage. Oh my gosh. Because I had kids later in life, my youngest son Drew is five. Yeah. Um one way to ensure that when I'm old and gray, which is not too far off, they'll be <laughs> not they'll, true. they might want to go golfing with the sure. dad for four hours. And it's probably oh, a way yeah. better use of time than going for a coffee for 30 minutes. So yeah. very self-serving that I'm pushing my kids into. <laughs> Golf's a great sport. It's yes. a life. It's a lifelong. It is. And it. Boy, it really is. It's only golf. encouraging me to do the same. Yeah. Yes. At, at, at the same point. And yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, I, I love it, the mentality of you're going to play a team sport. You're going to play an individual sport because there's yes. so many strengths to both. Yes. And you learn so much when you're when you're on a team, obviously. But there's so much strength that you serve because I my, mine was tennis was my individual sport. Uh, it's golf it. now, but yeah. tennis was tennis yeah, was mine. mine. And you you learn so much uh, yeah. just when you can. You don't have teammates to fall back on. You have yourself. I, I wonder, you know, how do you? Um, is the focus at, at Liverpool Football Club? I, I imagine it's on the team. Yeah. Um, how do you balance like the focus on the individual player yeah. and their growth, and how much? 
do you balance like, but you're also on this team. So right. what's, how do you balance that blender walk that tightrope? It's an interesting question because I think that the model that we've been given directly from Liverpool football club, if you think about what the vision is for Liverpool, yeah. obviously they want brand awareness around the world and what have you, but they want to develop the next Steven Gerrard. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> what they want to do. The next Trent Alexander. Arnold. Right. Yeah. And so their model is very much individual based within a team. The team's important. The concept yeah, of yeah. the team is crucial, yeah. but they are all about like, how can we get the next player into the first team? So in America, the last 20 years, you know, parents have made decisions to just go whoever's got the best team. I'm going to put my kid on the best team. They're not, sometimes I hate to say it, but they don't really care who's coaching. Yeah. It's just, we want to be part of that team. Yeah. And I think the mentality is shifting now where people realizing that it's better to put my kid in a club that values the individual yeah. development, but also appreciates the, the, the fact that we all want to win. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, finding the balance is crucial, but I think we found this perfect potion between <laughs> Liverpool and America yeah. with the winning mentality and the team mentality and this fantastic individual mindset of Liverpool Football Club in England. So it's a perfect storm for us. Mm. Uh, and, you know, just going back to your point about tennis, I, it made me think of a story. I've got a story for you on that yeah. one. I remember I was very fortunate to coach a team that were seven years age of age to 19 um, girls. And I had them for 10, 11 years. Wow. And we ended up winning two national championships at the end oh, of wow. my time with them. And um, we got to a penalty shootout to win the first one against the Slammers in 2007, which had a, a, a female player called Kristen Press on the team. as a national team player. Oh my gosh. So Wait, you we, played against Kristen Press? We, I, I didn't personally. My, I coached. That's so cool. Yes. So my girls <laughs> oh my team that I had from being, you know, she, seven yeah. or eight. Wow. All the way through. So we, this little community-based club. We were yeah. Liverpool at the time. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. We get to the final, we go to penalty kicks and I'm selecting the, the, the players. I'd already selected it going yeah, in. Yeah. Sure. The one girl that I focused on my team was a superstar tennis player. Because you knew and she I had, knew yeah. That yep. She had that moment in her. So just be like, I've got this. I'm used to serving, playing matches one-on-one, -on -one, and the pressure that she dealt with translated right. perfectly to yeah. the penalty kick that she scored and we won. So wow. yeah, it was amazing. It was actually, you know, so that's the a good link of why it's important to, to have your kids doing, you know, an individual sport to, to deal with the pressure yeah. and the, the moments. Yeah but then also the team sport to be sure. to be a team yeah, selfless. You know? yeah. wonderful. I've never heard, I obviously understand the values an individual sport can give you, but I've never heard it kind of be brought over into such a perfect, like yeah. and when you think about other sports, there's, there's plenty of like free throws. Yeah. You, there's, plenty of sport, there's, yeah. there's plenty sports of moments. There's other sports where you're going to be, where you're by yourself. Yeah. Or even like 100%. baseball, you're pretty much by yourself most of the time yeah, when you're yeah. batting, yeah. but exactly. it's a team sport, but. I always want to know, I'm fortunate to coach a USL League Two uh, club called Flint City Bucks in the summer. And, uh, you know, when our, you know, when we're about to go into playoff season and yeah. penalty kicks and stuff, we spend a lot of time yeah. on it. And I, I key in on um, on players that have got a background in other sports because sure. of that, you know, the intensity of that moment. You can handle it if you're used to being on your own, golf, yeah. tennis, whatever it might be. So. That's awesome. You know what, Becca, Joan, you did good by getting us to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I don't individual think I played in uh, individual sports. You play, you, play, uh, you play golf. I do play golf, and boy, oh, that is the true test of like uh, your everything. Oh my god! It's all, here, right? it's all between the ears. <laughs> I'm swinging the same way five times. Oh, Four are awful, and one yeah. is good. How do you work with that? You don't. What do you, do? No, you don't need to tell me that like, we could geek out all day about this. The entire episode could yes. just be about how golf. Like, like two weeks ago, I played the best round in my entire life, and a week ago, I completely forgot how to swing. It's not amazing. I did. It, I did pretty much the same thing. Uh, like not too long ago, same thing. Yeah, it's, it's it is unbelievable. Uh, brutal, there, beautiful, and brutal. A brutal game. A question for you, just around uh, sustaining. You know, sustaining your growth. 
I mean, and obviously there can be a tendency sometimes where after success to kind of rest on laurels and they kind of fall back into a routine. What sort of things do you do to make sure you kick yourselves out of that? Whether it's from like from from coaches or if it's like adapting to the technology that's available. Yeah, I've found, you know, with this technology, there's different ways you can improve your your business, but it's about people. Yeah. hundred percent. And We've got some incredible people that, that work in our organization. Too many for me to announce right now, but they're just amazing people. And But it's always good to bring in new people here and there as well that are extremely yeah. self-motivated, that can take the initiative because it, it gives everyone that little bit of a, of a refreshing moment where they go, this is nice that this person's coming in to help and to grow us and make us go to the next level. So we do a good job of... of you know, bringing in people when we need to. It's not different. Yeah. Like I told you the story of coaching a team for 10 years. Like it's almost impossible to coach a team for 10 years. But what happened was every couple of years, every year I would bring in one or two new players and yeah. just refresh things and keep kind of sort of keep everyone on the toes a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, from a mechanism perspective, like you, you were constantly looking to um, tie in our business operations with the software, the technology that we utilize. Right. And it's now, we work so you know hand in hand with sports engine and all the other you know um, mm-hmm. you know software that we utilize sure. as a business, and it, that's where we've we've got the success. We're really leaning heavily on software and um, trying to help us get to the next level from an organizational perspective. For sure, it's an important lesson of just you know it's not really that complicated. Well, how do we, you know, continue to do this? Like there's so much available to everybody to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Everyone can be, you know, around and there. And the communication aspect is always going to be there. There's always ways to communicate and make sure everything's coming from top down. That's amazing. I'm wondering, you mentioned, you know, the goal is obviously to bring, to create the next Steven Gerrard. Yeah. You don't have to call them out by name, but are there, in your experience, have you seen any exciting players that are coming up through your ranks that you're, I'm really excited to see what they do? Yeah. The, you know, I think the gap is, there is still a gap between sure. the best 12 year old that we could see in America versus the best 12 year old at the yeah. Liverpool Academy. There is. Yeah. That, I'd be foolish to, to not say that there is, but the gap is closing drastically and you're seeing a lot of american players going over to european teams or playing for yeah. top mls teams how the u.s performed in the world cup and so it's definitely uh, uh going in the right direction i would say that there's a number of real young players in our club and um, kevin garner is an exceptional coach for our club he's uh, the director of coaching and he's got a 2009 boys team that has literally been looked at by a dozen a dozen, <laughs> a dozen MLS academies yeah wow. they're all over his players and these kids are you know 12 13 and sure they're being you know brought into FC Cincinnati Rail Salt Lake outstanding like that's so cool pretty cool as big as yeah. big national uh soccer fans yeah uh, we're that's really exciting to hear yeah yes. but it's also so fun <laughs> yeah. to when you're coaching or around kids where you're they got you just know there's some oh, yeah. kids you're like that kid, he he's got it. Yes, no, amazing and you just to be a part yeah. of that journey. Yeah, exactly. Even a small a sliver of yeah. it to help them get to the place where you know they can get to is it's really cool, and it's why we 100%. we all do what we do. It's why right? we do what we do, and yeah. we're getting we're all getting better at it. And yeah. I, I I sometimes feel that like youth soccer gets a bit of a bad rep yeah. from you know the cost. We all know the cost is, yep. is the elephant sure. in the room. Yeah, and if we could do it for free, we all would do it for yeah. free. But we just can't. It, yeah. it's a, it is a business, but um, yeah, you know, we're finding ways to make it affordable or financial aid for kids to be able sure. to play. Yeah. Right. And um, the standards and the operations across the country are getting better. So that yeah. means the kids are going to have a better chance. Cool. 
accenting. Well, I don't want to keep you right, from okay. a nice yeah. drink here, and we're really filling up behind you. We've got a nice happy listener. hour happening oh, in the background. Yeah, it's a beautiful happy hour. So I think, Dear listeners, I think that means we're going to transition. We have a fun closer to okay, each yeah. interview. It's called This or That. This or That. Yeah. This or That. So, so that's going to be eight rapid fire questions. Oh. We need rapid fire answers. I'm not very smart. No, I'm not sure I can no, think no, no, that no, perfect. No, it's perfect. There's no thinking. It's okay. gut reactions only. Okay. So you ready to go? Yes. All right. Uh, okay. Here we go. This or that. First one. Soup or nachos? Soup. Couch or recliner? Couch. When you're putting away cups in the cupboard, are they right side up or upside down? The right side up. Is it pronounced GIF or JIF? GIF. Best halftime snack, Capri Sun or orange slices? Orange slices. Would you rather score off a corner kick or a direct kick? A uh, direct kick. Would yes. you rather be winning the game by scoring or winning the game by saving the PK? I'm saving a PK. Nice. All right. Now, let's imagine that LeBron James went for soccer at an early age. Where are you placing him on the field? He's my striker. My number yeah. nine. Yes. That's been the last yes. five people have said yeah. striker. Oh, a number nine has been the yeah. most popular answer. Yes. All right. Well, that was it. Nice Easy job. enough. Andy Wagstaff, thank you so much for coming on, joining us yeah. on the podcast. We yes. appreciate you. Thanks so much. Pleasure for being here. Thank you. Well, a big thank you to Andy for being on the pod. I know that it got a little loud towards the end there because that happy hour had just started. So it did. People were people were happy. They were ready to enjoy the hour, if you will. I, yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's worth noting too that was our last of the United Soccer Coaches Convention uh, recordings. So if mm-hmm. anyone's out there, any of our dear listeners, are like, oh, enough soccer. <laughs> yeah, no you're, kidding. You're, you're in luck, I guess. But um, then invite think, us to a different yeah. sport <laughs> yeah. convention, and we'll have more episodes. So and if you're we'll listening. And you want your sport represented? Have us out. We're a good time. I think it's great that we have so like a, a nice eclectic mix of different sports on the podcast, and because U Sports is so, it's such a uniting, yeah, you know, thing that's happened in so many people's lives. So fun, uh, and it is also refreshing. I think um, when we set out to do the podcast, we just wanted to kind of to talk to anyone who had a hand in the U Sports experience, right? Whether that was people who run you know, other businesses that support you sports or whether it's athletes or parents or coaches, just anyone who has a perspective on you sports. Cause we know it's so many people and a lot of those people wear a lot of different hats, but it was, it was fun to reflect on this conversation with Andy at Liverpool Academy because they are customers of sports engine and to hear that perspective from them and to truly get the youth sports organization admin to share their thoughts around it. Yeah. It's cool. And obviously ties super close to what we get to do every day uh, in our day jobs. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, it was refreshing to, to have that perspective. We haven't had that on the podcast in a while. Well, with that, I mean, yeah, we can, uh, we can wrap this up. It was an awesome time at USC. Obviously that was the last one. We've got, we've got a lot more awesome episodes coming. I know uh, next episode is mm-hmm. coming out right around Father's Day. So, Simon, you can have your have your time to shine. We got a little shout out. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do something special yeah. for, for Simon on the pod. We'll see what happens. Don't expect too much. But with that, this has been another episode of For the Love of Sport, brought to you by Sports Engine, the home of you sports. 
this podcast would not be possible uh, without the lovely people behind the scenes making it happen. We've got an awesome team. Kelsey Irwin uh, is our marketing guru. Joe Brzonic is our producing help. And we've got Troy Stone, the one and only sound engineer who makes us sound great. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in once again. We will be back very soon with another episode of For the Love of Sport. Bye-bye. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. NetSuite reduces IT costs because it lives in the cloud with no hardware required, so you can access it from anywhere. You cut the cost and headaches of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. Bringing all your major business processes into one platform improves efficiency, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math. You'll see how you'll profit with NetSuite, too. And now, by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Just go to netsuite.com slash podcast25 for more information. That's netsuite.com slash podcast25.